Hey everybody, welcome into the Irish NFL show. Michael and Colm here. Brian joining us in the bits. A couple of games tomorrow night, Saturday night in the NFL, week 15 of the NFL season. We're delighted to kick off the show, joined by a special guest, delighted to be joined by uh, Kerry GEA and also recent PWC All-Star last week. Congratulations on that. Polly Clifford, Polly, a warm, warm welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, lads. Looking forward to uh, getting going. Absolutely, and we're, look- we're looking forward to chatting to you about the NFL and everything else around that there. Obviously, congratulations uh, on the All-Star last week as well. And it's been a busy year for you lads. We got a court man, a carry man, a Tyrone man here. We were saying off camera as well, Potty. I think you're the first man from the kingdom on this show as well. Yeah, it's a pleasure. You have to get a few more of the man now after. <laughs> Potty, you, um, you were telling us, I suppose, off camera that you're uh, a Steelers fan, but like, can you talk to us a little bit about how you got into the NFL? When was it that you first came across it? Uh, I suppose it's always interesting to hear people from Ireland, how they actually got into the sport. Um, so there, there wasn't a, an actual moment that I can remember that I said to myself, um, geez, I, I, I love the NFL or anything like that. But uh, I just remember, the, as, as far as I can remember back, was but when the soup with the Steelers were obviously competing every year and getting to Super Bowls. Um, there was obviously the time when um, Jerome Bettis fumbled and then we still won. Uh, and then won the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, then after that, I was just—I just remember being watching Super Bowls with my mom. She, I would have been about ten or eleven, so she didn't want to leave me up up on my own. Uh, so she watched with me. I tried to explain the rules. Didn't really. She hasn't got them yet, but she enjoyed it anyway. She enjoyed the roaring at the screen. But what what got me uh, supporting the Steelers probably was the players, and obviously that they were competing every year, but. Like, I loved Palomalu, um, Harrison, obviously Big Ben, Santonio Holmes, them kind of players. I've always kind of interested in uh, safeties for some reason. So I love Palomalu. Absolutely. And the Steelers played in Croke Park in 1997, a bit before my time, Polly, and a bit before your time as well. Not column, though, but that's a different conversation for a different show. I'm presuming I, I have doesn't the have terrible an towel from, from that game somewhere, <laughs> Michael. Is there anybody else, uh, uh, Polly, in the family that, that likes the Steelers? I mean, I'm presuming, does David watch Red Zone with you or is it just yourself that, that enjoys it? Because for me, I'm the only one in my family that watches it. No, I'm the only one. Um, David has a bit of an interest, but no, he wouldn't watch much of it, really. I'm the only one, yeah. I suppose um, in, in terms then of the, the Steelers this season and uh, how, how things have gone, I mean, Mike, Mike Tomlin, who's never had a, a losing season in uh, his time w- with the Steelers, and it, it's definitely been so, somewhat of an up and down year, but your own thoughts on it, buddy? Um, very, yeah, very up and down. I suppose we we wouldn't have been expecting too much at the start of the year. We've obviously basically a whole new offensive line. We've Big Ben. Ben is obviously on his last legs. And he has some decent games, but some shocking games. Um, we've had a lot of injuries. Obviously, we're very light in cornerback as it is. And then with losing Hayden the last few weeks, obviously, has been a killer Um yeah, like, uh, the, obviously, you've all them things. And the most disappointing thing then is the you think uh, the defense would be 
kind of make you up for the offense. And it's nearly the offense playing better. Uh, the run defense is just shocking. I, I can't really explain why, but that's probably the most disappointing thing of all is the, the run defense. And the, well, the one, I suppose for the future then, um, like things aren't totally negative for the future because you've got obviously Najee Harris, uh, Pat Fryermuth, so they, they'll be there for a long time. Uh, TJ Watt, a new QB is needed, um, of course. And the O-line obviously needs addressing. Like I was actually looking at a tweet this morning um, from, our, our, someone said it, um, but it was Jerome Bettis that said it. We haven't actually drafted anyone. We've drafted no one in the first or second round, no off, uh, offensive line player in the first or second round for the last uh, eight years, which is surprising. You'd be surprised to hear that. That's too long, really, for such an important position. Absolutely. And you've mentioned so many important things there. And the thing that stands out for me, Potty, is this Steelers team. While they do have issues this year, you're talking about that youth and that, and that young talent. And it's really positive there for the future for them. But, you know, if you were the GM in, in Pittsburgh without naming names, or if you want to go, feel free to go on ahead. Big Ben, let, let's say Big Ben walks away in a couple of months after maybe a playoff run or a Super Bowl run or who knows what's going to happen. But um, he walks away. As a fan, would you rather have somebody come in, maybe like Aaron Rodgers experienced, or, or would you look at that team and then maybe try and build someone around a, a young quarterback in the draft? Because it seems this year there's not that much there and in, in the in the draft coming in. And like guys, like, I'm not I'm, I'm not sure about you lads, but Mason Rudolph, Polly, I'm not sure if he's gonna do that next year for me. I'm afraid not, no. Um I have a, I like college football as well. I've been watching a lot of it. Kenny Pickett looks good, but um, what I would do is, uh, I know it's not really the Steelers' way, but we we need to we need to change it up if we want to challenge again. Um, I would go with a free agent, hopefully Wilson or Rogers, but that's obviously that'd be an ideal scenario because we need to we need to draft an offensive lineman in the first round or second round, and we need a we need cornerback help as well. So I'd go free agency, as you said, the the quarterback. Um, selection isn't as good and Pickett could be gone as well before the Steelers pick so I'd go as a free agent and then help the O-line and um, the secondary with the next with the first two picks It's interesting I suppose talking about Pickett because a lot of the talk around him is the hand size and and whether that's something that might see his stock drop uh, could could you? I mean, when when you're getting into that level of intricacy, body, could you ever imagine something like that coming into to the GA where lads are saying, "Oh, I don't know if he he'll feel be good enough to take the step up uh, to championship because you know his shoe size is only uh, he's only a size eight or a size nine, and really, you know, a, a lad a lad playing cornerback would need to be uh, an eleven or twelve. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about it. But I suppose the one point that they have is that the college ball is slightly smaller, isn't it, than the uh, NFL ball. So maybe there's a bit of adjusting and maybe they feel that, uh, obviously they do feel that a bigger hand is better. But no, that won't, won't be a problem in football anyway. There's a lot more problems to worry about. I'm looking forward to seeing the college games in Dublin next year, I think in August. Uh, hopefully we'll all get to that, lads. But for me, Potty, like 
you were saying off camera to us that you hadn't had the opportunity yet to go to maybe a game in London or, you know, what's breaking this week. There should hopefully be a game in Germany next year, but you've been to a couple of games or two or three games in America. How did you find that experience? Um, yeah, great experience. Obviously, they, as I said, they were preseason games, so everything about them was great, but um, one of them was the Saints against the Jets, and Drew Brees played the first series with Michael Thomas, got a touchdown, and didn't see him again then for the, the rest of the match. So that's kind of the way it goes in preseason. Yeah, they play kind of uh, maybe one one series or 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 two max, definitely in preseason. Um, but you were saying that you you watch red zone, um, you know, when when the Steelers games aren't on. Just wondering, is there anything that's kind of caught your eye outside of the Steelers in the the league this year in terms of players or teams who've impressed you? Um, yeah, there's a few things, I suppose. How, how Belichick has evolved and has obviously, it looks like a team that are going to challenge again. Um, Brady is still doing it at the top level. To be fair, he has a lot of pieces around him. He's a good offensive line. It's probably not too difficult for him. Probably even easier than some of his seasons in, um, in New England. Then you've Rodgers, obviously, still playing at a very high level. Um, Amika Parsons, a rookie, um, obviously a very highly touted rookie, eleven uh, to pick in the draft. So not a massive surprise, but it is that he's. I think he's second favorite for um, defensive player of the year, which is some guy as a rookie when you're alongside the likes of um, obviously Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, and Don, with the likes of Donald around, and then I suppose Herbert. Herbert is just a generational talent. Like he's thrown the last day. I, I don't even know how long it was, but crazy the talent that Herbert has. And amazing that he was only picked sixth. Even though I'm a, I was always a big fan of Tua with, with Alabama. Tua is an unbelievably accurate passer, but clearly not with the potential of Herbert. But I, I just, I've really enjoyed the season. Obviously, not really the way the Steelers' season has have went, but. Um, it's been a very enjoyable season and it's getting it's only getting better Absolutely and it's hard to believe we're 15 weeks in and we I, I'm nearly certain and I'm sure Colin will correct me if I'm wrong here Polly we asked Dean Rock this last year when, when he came on Polly uh, obviously last year and it, not just for the GA but for the NFL as well playing mostly in empty stadiums um, now look for you, like playing in an empty stadium and then maybe going back to, for example, like the semi-final there when they had was it thirty or forty thousand apart, the atmosphere that day was fantastic across the board. Do you did you find like, there's obviously going to be a massive difference, but how did you find maybe playing uh, with no crowds and then going back to crowds because in, in the NFL this year, probably I'm sure you've seen it. I'm not sure how how high up we are in touchdowns, but the action for me is far far better this year than it, than it was last year it it almost seemed produced last year because all you had was maybe the the cutouts and the crowd and stuff yeah you've like you've got more excitement um you've got more you've got more probably mistakes there's probably more pressure and then the big thing and the exact same with the nfl you can hear you can hear each other when you when you're when you're trying to talk to each other when the crowd is full 
Um, there's no point even running across. You're not going to hear each other. So that's probably, you know, similar in both the NFL and um, football. This communication is key, and it just makes it basically a lot easier when there's no fans and makes it impossible when there is fans. So, Paddy, we're kind of coming in to, towards the, the business end of the season now. Obviously, the playoff race is really heating up. And in terms of the Saturday games, two really big games. I know at the, the time of recording, we, we're still waiting to see just how things will play out with the, the Browns. But what are your thoughts on the, the, the games in terms of the Browns Raiders and, and Coles Patriots? Um, the the Raiders and Browns game. Um, the Raiders, I suppose, have have been unlucky. I suppose this year really, they've lost John Gruden. Um, Rogues obviously had had that thing happen, and um, Waller's been out the last few weeks, so they've been unlucky. But they wouldn't be really. Um, they're kind of a nothing team anyway. Raiders fans wouldn't like me. Wouldn't like to hear me say that, but. They're kind of a team going nowhere. Derek Harris probably not the not the the franchise QB either. And playing a Browns team, the Browns the Browns promised a lot uh, before the season started. But again, Baker's probably not the guy. And no point talking a bit about Baker because he has COVID anyway. So um, I suppose the Browns are seem to be riddled with COVID. So. I suppose you'd go with the Raiders, but that'd be a tentative pick because the Browns have COVID. Have you I, I, have you any thoughts on the Patriots game as well? The Patriots Colts. That's a late game on Saturday, or, or have you already caught? Have you already covered that? That's probably my head going. No, no. I'll just um, that. A, a very, very interesting game. Probably one of the one of the most interesting games yet this season because the Colts actually are playing better than the seven and six team. Um, they're obviously they've Jonathan Taylor, Wince is playing decent. Um, they have a good defense. It's kind of strange that they are seven to six, but seven and six. But I suppose they've lost a lot of uh, one score games to good teams, so that's probably why. And then the Patriots, um, obviously, as we've kind of touched on them already, the Patriots are are uh, Belichick has evolved and, um, even the last day, like the way he did it in the when when it was windy, only giving only Mac Jones only three throws, like the way he can do that and still win a game. I think that the Patriots are obviously they're going to still run because the Colts um, past our rush defense has actually been a bit leakier than usual in the last few weeks. So I think the Patriots are going to still try and run at them. The Colts are going to be going out to stop that, and on the other side then it's going to be similar. They're going to be handing it off to Jonathan Taylor and Belichick is going to be thinking all week how he's going to stop that. So I'm going to say that Belichick is going to beat uh, Frank Reich. I'm not, with, with the, the players are similar, similar standard, but Belichick is going to beat Frank Reich. It'll certainly be a fascinating game. I'm really interested to see what Belichick will scheme up uh, to stop Jonathan Taylor, who, who has been phenomenal and uh, just the, the foreign player, I think, in, in the league. When you look a bit further ahead, um, Paddy, in terms of a, what what do you think might, and, and look, there's an awfully long way to go and we the, the COVID situation, but what do you think might play out in terms of who's headed to the Super Bowl? 
Um, that's a tough one. Um, the NFC is very tough to call. I'd probably, I'd probably say the Packers. Um, that's tough to call, but like if Devonta Adams or someone got COVID, then that's basically their chance gone. But um, yeah, Rodgers and Adams have um, some partnership going. I'll say the Packers, yeah, and in the AFC, then um, I'll go with the Chiefs. The Chiefs have kind of got it together. They've their defense has been a lot better, and Mahomes, when it comes down to, you'd be thinking he is going to to perform. So maybe Chiefs Packers. That would be the uh, Hollywood Super Bowl in, in in LA. It's I think the thing this year as well, Paulie, is like we can't call the AFC. For all you know, the Steelers could go on a bit of a run here now and see what happens. I, I think Colin, Colin might get your pick for the Titans Steelers game on Sunday in a second. But talking about the Super Bowl there, the one thing that stands out with the NFL is after the Super Bowl, if you're playing in that game or playing and, and you're out of the playoffs in January, you've got a seven or eight month off season. Granted, of course, you're going to train and stuff, but could you actually imagine getting to September in the GEA and then not playing to maybe April next year? I mean, you've, you've obviously got club and stuff, but for, for, for those NFL lads, that's it. There's no other, you know, competitive team for such a long time yeah it's crazy to think about it I always think about that all right like they're obviously in unbelievable shape that's probably why you have six months to <laughs> to to lift and obviously do all that kind of stuff whereas we just don't have that time like we've a few months maybe a month before the season starts and then you're into training and matches and you just can't risk injury by by lifting too much during the week so it's a crazy off season and they obviously use it well they probably take a few months off but they use it well they come back in serious shape and Paddy, in terms of that game on on sunday where the the Steelers taken on the the titans the titans have they've been kind of a strange team this year in terms of they lose to the Jets, they lose to the Texans, they they really get a handed to them by the, the Patriots. And then they they obviously, you know, kind of didn't even have to get out of second gear to, to beat the Jags last weekend. But do you think the, the Steelers at home with their back against the wall, in essence, can can get anything out of uh, Sunday's game? Um, yeah, like I suppose if you look at the Titans, they're they're nine and four, isn't it? And like, if you look at them as nine and four, and the Colts and seven and six, it's a strange one. But uh, I wouldn't. I obviously wouldn't. I wouldn't be fearing the Titans without Derrick Henry. No way would I be. But you don't know what Steelers are going to show up. If if the Steelers play well, um, I think we'll we'll win that game. Yeah, I think that game is in Tennessee as well, which would be interesting. But this is the thing. Yeah, you're 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 spot on. That Tennessee team. Can play lights out one week. Who knows next week? They only scored twenty against Jacksonville last week, and I mean, boys, Jacksonville. I mean, I'm not even going to that there. But Potty, uh, this was this was great crack. And I'm saying off camera beforehand, I've never been down to carry before, and I really regret that. So we're gonna try and get these boys and myself. We'll we'll try and get down to maybe uh, Tralee to do an Irish NFL show at some point, maybe in the off season. But uh, want to thank you for coming on, Potty. Obviously, wish you the best with with Foster with carry next season as well. Um. I don't want to be playing Kerry next year. I think everyone's out to get thrown next year. So the very, very, very best next season. Enjoy the, the last few weeks of the season as well. And you're, you're welcome on anytime, Paddy.
Thanks very much, lads. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. That was Paddy Clifford, Kerry GA footballer, recent all-star as well. Thanks a million for Paddy coming on. Brian, you missed Paddy. Uh, great to have him on the show and great to hear. I think he was our first guest on from the Kingdom. Yeah, sorry, unfortunately I couldn't be, be available for that one. Yeah, so it, was, it looked very insightful. All right? It was great to see a Steelers fan giving his tuppence worth on this mad season that is the NFL, which in the week that it is, it's only got even matter with the amount of players that are ruled out for this weekend, in particular the game, which we're going to discuss now in a second. Absolutely, Colm. It's it's been a bit of a mad week, and this is thing. This has been pre-recorded. I'm for the states in the morning. Please God, Neffet. <clears throat> but we'll we'll see what happens in terms of that. There, like obviously, Colm. A big disclaimer here. Will the Browns game go ahead? We don't know. So if anybody is watching this, Colm, yes, uh, please take it with a pinch of salt. Uh, yeah, so as we record this, uh, just to, to make clear, this is the the Wednesday, and right now. Um, 36 players went on the COVID list on Monday, 29 players went on the COVID list on Tuesday. And as of recording on Wednesday night, 31 players have gone on the COVID list. So what will tomorrow bring? What will Friday bring? Who knows? But it is quite something when uh, you are looking at near near enough 100 players going on to the COVID list in the first three days of the week. Said it before, but Tom Brady did say COVID would have a bigger impact this year than it did last year. So it is proving what will it what will it mean for this week? What will it mean for the, the playoffs? They, this could have all sorts of mad implications. Absolutely. And the funny thing is, I, I can't wait, Brian, to see our picks this week because they're hilarious half the time, but with COVID involved as well. I mean, it's anything goes, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those situations, even leading up to six o'clock our time Sunday evening when the games are starting, you can find pairs getting moved out in the afternoon. It's strangely enough, the, the game on Monday night between the Cardinals and the Rams, uh, because of the number of players who tested positive on Tuesday morning, they're essentially saying that some of those players, including Odell Beckham, would have played the games, played against positive, but it only showed up on Tuesday morning in terms of the testing. So I'd imagine we'll have some scenarios right up until kickoff the weekend where we're basing our picks on games and players that look like they're going to play only to find out at the 11th hour if they're ruled out. So it's going to be one of those very interesting Weekends and a week where the NFL have been having their, um, you know, togetherness in terms of meeting, deciding on the offseason plan for in terms of the cap. And, and obviously, they've now confirmed, which we all knew anyway, which was the Vegas as a Super Bowl in 2024, when they would have been looking ahead to seasons to come. Unfortunately, they're back in the COVID world. And now we ask the question will every game get played on time before the end of the season? I'm not oh. convinced now. I'm not convinced oh. that's going to be the case. Oh. Well, Let's see, obviously, as well, the announced uh, obviously various countries for, for marketing reasons. And it's been it's been a busy week. And it I think as a fan and as somebody on this year, it, it's annoying to be back in the situation again. But that's the that's the way it is, and, and we have to go with it. But it's gonna be a bit of crack for the picks here. Uh, first game, 9:30 Ireland time. Uh, I'm gonna miss this game, I think. Uh, but the Browns against the Raiders. You said it there, Brian, a second ago. Raiders hosting the Super Bowl in 2024. So Brian will be booking in at the MGM Grand. Absolutely. A return to my old hunt. 
uh, I, I, me as well I've been four times I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2024 baby uh, Brown 7 and 6 column Raiders 6 and 7 I'm not even going to start because it's pre-recorded talking about the COVID outs I mean Ian Rappaport was talking about potentially players that were asymptomatic may be allowed back into this game if they've tested positive for we don't know what the situation is, but as of right now, there's multiple players out. Baker Mayfield's tested positive. Head coach for the Browns is out. And for me personally, Colin, I'm not sure about you, just just, just your thoughts. This, this is a difficult game for Cleveland. Yeah, 14 play, uh, players in the Browns currently, as we at the time are recording on the, the COVID list. Yes, the league are talking about asymptomatic players and, and, and potentially changing that. Um, so it's a bit like, you know, we talked about the other night, um, you know, for Formula One kind of making up the rules as they go along and the NFL. No, Mikey, no. I, I think the, um, the NFL are potentially realizing that you don't want uh, a quarterback who's asymptomatic sitting on the, the sidelines. It's um, th- this is like a big game for both of these teams because for for you know both of them they've had really tough outings over the the past few weeks the the raiders have been a circus there there's no other way to to put it if it wasn't for urban meyer and all of the i mean every single day you know that there's that famous saying about like there's a main character on twitter every day and the aim is not to be it well urban meyer is the main character in the nfl it seems almost every day this season other than that the the raiders it would have been the, the focus on them but they now get the opportunity against what's likely to be a very depleted browns side to right the the wrongs of the the past uh, couple of weeks i suppose um although i did see that um the, our friend d orlando was uh was tweeting earlier uh today at um saying that it's the it's the raiders case keenan will throw for 450 yards and the ghost of jim brown who's still very much alive and L- leroy kelly will run for another 250 uh i i mean it's the raiders it's the browns they like both of these teams all over the the years have you know found ways to to lose games and they're long-suffering franchise franchise fans of both are, are really good but their franchises have have left them down you'd have to say ordinarily you'd look at it and you'd say kevin stefanski and that browns team and defense should be able to to do it but with 14 players out, you'd have to go with the, the Raiders in this one. If this was a normal game, uh, I I would be going with the, the Browns. And I know that they managed to do a number on the Broncos, even though they were depleted earlier in the year. But I think with 14 players out, with potentially more players to, to go um, who could end up on, on the list, I'm going to go Raiders. It's It's got a huge asterisk next to it. But for me, at, at the time of recording, they seem the most likely winners. They've got Hunter Renfro. So that's what, that's what I'm basing it off. Fantasy God. And talking about fantasy, Brian, uh, before we go to your pick, uh, a big week for you in fantasy. Who are you playing this week? Uh, no, I know. 
I was out on Monday. I said to you before the game was even played. I just realised, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. If only Brian Callum had a top one for the team for the weekend. Huh? I know. No, he, he's sacked. He's not. Ah, he's crazy. He's gone. He's off the phone book. He's done. I asked for one favour <laughs> and he lets me down. 140 points. If I had been playing anyone else, I'd have won the game. I don't think I scored 130 points all season and I did in, in my game this weekend. I still managed to lose by four points. Anyway, coming back to As Elton said though, Brian, as Elton John said, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Will the Browns still be standing on, on Saturday night? I don't believe so, but I'll be brutally honest, even leading up to this game, um, despite the chaos of the Raiders in the past week, um, I still felt this game would be close enough. And I'd put that down more so to the Browns' frailties on offense because you know how I feel about Baker Mayfield and all things equal if he was playing in the game. I'm still not convinced that this offense would do a lot against what is an average to poor um, Raiders defense. And we saw, as Collins alluded to, they got away to a certain extent last week in the fact that the Ravens came back at them. They just about held on, but they, they didn't score in the second half, I don't believe. You know, and the Ravens were allowed to come back with a backup quarterback. So this obviously then has shown on the head, but the fact that they've got numerous players there, like as Collins said, 14 potentially could be more by the time the game is played. There was a game during the season in which the Browns probably surprised people, and that was against the, uh, the Broncos, in which they won on the Thursday night game, where a lot of people felt, and that was down with the Norman injuries, you know, the fact that they would not win that game and the Broncos win because of the number of injuries. And they surprised us, Ernest Johnson had a big game. But I can't say here, in fact, I think the Raiders are like, they're kind of fortunate in a way that they're, they're landing on this situation because it looked like their season was unraveling, but they might give themselves a, a squeak of a chance now with a wild card if they were to, to pull off this win. And for the division itself, in terms of the North, puts everybody back in the picture, really, doesn't it? Because the Ravens played the Packers the weekend, the Steelers played the Titans, you know, and a lot of them felt that the Browns had a better opportunity this weekend to probably push on. But for me, it's going to be a Raiders win. I'm taking the Browns. I think the Browns are going to overhaul the Raiders in a, a COVID classic. No, I'm not. The Raiders are going to win this game. Even if the NFL changes the COVID protocols, I can't see how they're going to beat this, Ra- this Ravens team. Ravens? Wow. I, I need to stop at it until late, boys. I can't see how they're going to stop this Raiders team. The reality is, their car, Hunter Renfro, will turn it on in Cleveland. Baker Mayfield's not going to play. Case Keenum, does Case Keenum excite me? Absolutely not. The problem with this, sitting here for the last six minutes, is you have, you have covered it. <laughs> I just can't see how the Browns are going to win this game. I'm taking the Raiders. Uh, I'm taking the Raiders comfortably. And it's a pity because uh, I know I, I know you've got a point, Brian, here. But you know the NFL have big this doubleheader up for weeks. You know we, we got the press release maybe week eight, week nine, Saturday Saturday doubleheader, December the eighteenth weekend, and this COVID situation looks like it might ruin it. Yeah, well, that's that's where I was going to go with my point because a lot of people have suggested that the NFL aren't moving it because they have plugged this weekend for quite a quite a period of time in terms of. Two big games, and it leads on to a really good game later in the later in the night. But the fact is, they've come out today and kind of squashed those rumors to say, look, if we were to move it to Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, it's it's not going to do any do, do much of a difference because players will still be in protocol. And then obviously, what's the impact then in terms of other players potentially picking up and they end up out of game? So essentially, they're saying they're better off getting the game played sooner rather than later, and accepting the fact that a quite a number of players will not be able to play in the game. Column Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Sounds nice. 
you up for that? Uh, well, I, I, I was really looking forward to half dying on a Saturday. Like that is, that's ideal. Um, I'd, I'd be on for that. Uh, I, I love this time of year where we get uh, football on, you know, more nights, spreads it out. And um, it means you can actually kind of watch the, the game in full. So, but it looks like the NFL are, are sticking to their guns billionaires tend to do what billionaires want to do the owners meeting i think is happening this week as well it'll be interesting to see what if if anything comes out of that but uh, i i reckon they they will endeavor to do everything in their power to try to um to keep the the show on the road as, as much as they they can they probably gave themselves more wiggle room last year to be able to to deal with it they really didn't so much this year um and as a result they're probably just gonna have to to plow ahead hopefully that won't mean that you know we're going to to kind of see uh the the kind of junior b versions of nfl franchises that that would be the concern but look you know a player equally can test out of the the covid list that baker mayfield could still potentially make it um if he if he was to have two negative tests so you you don't know and that's what's going to make it so difficult as brian is saying we could be sitting there and you know and it could be in the run-up to to kick off a few hours beforehand somebody either comes off the list or comes on the list we saw it with the rams the other night jalen ramsey went on the list um not long before the game the rams still still got the win so that's what makes it just so unpredictable. How do you game plan, right? Right now, both of these teams are making a plan. I am sure the Raiders are probably saying, chances are Mayfield is out. We're going to try and game plan for Case Keenum. But you can't know for sure. And that's what you know makes it even more unpredictable than usual. I think the difficulty, sorry, Michael. I think the difficulty the league also have to, which I bear in mind, is last year was kind of a one-size-fits-all. Either you're in or you're out, and they could potentially move games on that basis. They have so many protocols in place, which Colin said there, you know, you could have players coming off the COVID list on Saturday. You know, so there's so many different variations of who's in, when they're in, if they're out for a particular time, they could be back on Saturday. How do you decide when if a game should be moved on that basis? There's too many things, there's too many plates being thrown in the air in that situation. Well, Mark, who's on a bye week, is going with drum roll, even though it's been up on the screen for the last five minutes. The Raiders. That's the first game over. The late game, or in my case, the early game for me, because I'll be on the uh, East Coast. If anybody is at the game on Sunday in Baltimore, give me a shout. It's my fault Lamar Jackson went down. I couldn't tweet about it. And quite frankly, because this is pre-recorded, will I even get into the USA at the minute with Neffets and with the lads? Who knows what's going on? So we'll see the crack and we'll come back to that. But plan of the beat there on Sunday. Hopefully Lamar's playing as well. Day to day as it stands. The second game, and it was really boys to be honest. I haven't told you this. I was trying to get to this game. Somehow trying to get a flight. This is the hell of a game. Colts, Patriots in Indy, in Lucas Oil Stadium. Huge challenge for both teams. Colin, who have you got in this game? I, I've seen um, so it said that this is the Colts' biggest home game in six years. Um, whether, whether you want to go that far or not, I don't know. But I do think this had uh, has had 
because who knows with COVID, the potential to be one of the games of the season. It's a really fascinating matchup. I mean, we we talked uh, with Paddy, and he, you know, even as a Steelers fan, was saying that the Colts look much better than a seven and six team. And some of the games they they've lost have kind of been head scratchers. Overall, you'd have to say Carson Wentz has has been decent this year in in comparison to the Carson Wentz you saw last year who couldn't uh, stop throwing interceptions, who took sacks all the time. Um, Frank Reich has worked his magic there. They are going up against a a Patriots team coming off a a bye, an opportunity to, to get healthy. And I think the chess match between Frank Reich and Bill Belichick will be fascinating. I have said for the last few weeks, Jonathan Taylor is my front runner for MVP up to this point, but there's still lots of football to be played. But this is the going to be the, the kind of make or break game in many ways for him, right? Because he's going up against the Patriots defense that is so strong. And in a coach in Bill Belichick, who's undoubtedly going to game plan for Jonathan Taylor. So that's what I'm looking, really looking forward to in this one is to see what Bill Belichick and the Patriots do and the manner in which the Patriots look to attack uh, that that Colts team as well because nobody game plans in the way that Bill Belichick does he went into a storm in uh, in Buffalo and he said ah, I'm not just not going to throw it just going to run the ball and you're going to have to stop me and the, the Bills couldn't do that so Bill Belichick just goes game game to game and is willing to change his game plan. He just cares about winning. He doesn't care whether that's throwing it 50 times or throwing it three times. So I think this will be a, a fantastic game. Um, I, I think I can make, again, it's one of those ones where I can make a case for the Colts to win this. I can make a case for the, the Patriots to, to win this. Right now, at the time of recording, I'm I'm going to go with the Patriots, but I could absolutely see how the Colts win it. I I I I could if we if we were recording this tomorrow, I'd probably lean Colts and we could do it again on Friday night and be Patriots. And I'll be sit there Saturday after, afternoon um and, and into the evening going, ah oh, no, it's gonna be the Colts, it's gonna be Colts. I should have gone with the Colts. But right now, I'm going Patriots. When this game got flexed into Saturday night, I think we all looked at it and went, even, even as a neutral, people who don't like the Patriots, who don't like the Colts, everyone who and has looked at the season and said, this is going to be, a, this should be a classic. It should be a cracking game. It should be a lot better than what we experienced on that Monday night when the Patriots last played against the Bills. And for me, it's a very interesting one to see how Mac Jones goes in this game because whilst we've touched on the fact that he's, played in the system all year that suited him and they, they've got the best of them and obviously they've enforced that the defense has progressed at the right time. Let's not forget Mark said it but five weeks ago that they, they may not only win nine games a season. Well, they've already got their nine wins. It looks like they're going to win a few more. But this calls offense with Taylor, but they've also got some great players. You touched on wins having a good season. He's got players like Pittman in the second year, T.Y. Hilton, Pascal Doyle has, has been impactful re- recently. Ali Cox, tight end. They've got players there that can put up 28, 30 points, even on the best of defences. And we saw it when they played the Titans. And I feel it's going to be a bigger, higher score than people think. I think the Colts will put up points. And then for me, then it's about whether Mac Jones can keep up. And in this instance, I don't believe they will. I think the Colts will win and push on 
eight and six, and it will give the Bills a squeak of a chance to win the division. I think this game will come down to who probably potentially might have to ball last, but I think it's a high scoring one. I think the Colts just find a way to win. I was trying to get my rave horn in time. Do, 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 sorry do. Oh, sorry. I should have told you good. in advance. <laughs> it's all good. I, do you know what? I, I like this because we're live. We're getting the picks in. And I, I, I appreciate the fact you're picking the Colts there. Mark's picking the Patriots. Yeah. No surprise there. Shock horror. Shock horror. Shock horror. I, I'm, I'm really good for Mark because he, he must be torn at the minute because the Bucks and the Patriots have chosen Germany as their international market in the market. So I know it's hard for him at the minute. Uh, thoughts with Mark. I'm only joking, Mark. Um, right. This that, that'll, uh, that'll mean you'll see Mark there in later hosen the half and pointed half. each half hand. and half the half and half like the new shirts like the half anyway he, he, he eaten a lot of sausages that's probably the, the man that, the <laughs> man that makes you hungry just by looking at him. Worse, I, I don't think he'll get later later hosen that'll come down to to his knees he's so tall as well so looking forward to seeing Mark in Germany for the <laughs> Patriots versus the Box. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, disclaimer, we have no idea what the games will be, et cetera, et cetera. Who knows? Um, Patriots 9-4, and four, Colts 7-6. and six. I'm buzzing for this game. I land in Washington at 5 past 7. This game kicks off at... 20 past 8. 20 past 8. Straight in the Uber. It's nine minutes from where I'm staying. Straight to the sports bar. In getting some food. Drop your comments below where I should go. I don't know. I'll try and live tweet it. Because I know we do such a good good job of live tweeting stuff overnight, boys. This game is intriguing. The Colts are seven and six, but lads, seriously, they lost their first three games, albeit, well, one of them was close against the Rams in Indy. Now look at some of these games that they were playing at home. The Rams game, they lose it by three points in Indy. They played, they beat the Texans in Indy. They actually had a really, really long road stretch as well. That Titans game that they lost 34-31 in overtime, they should not have lost that game. They shouldn't have. The way they started that game, the way that Frank Reich started that game with them, they shouldn't have lost that game. Offensively, they were really, really good, but still lost. Carson Wentz lost the game for them. I'm not going to count the Jaguars game in week 10 because the Jaguars, for me, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could start a franchise called the Donick B. Dingoes and they'd probably do as good a job with them as at the minute. Uh, the Bills, beating the Bills 41-15 at home, or sorry, away as well, Tampa Bay losing by a touchdown at home. Where am I going with this? I'm going with it here. They've got the offensive talent. They've got Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz, boys, I'm picking Carson Wentz to have a good game on Saturday night. Um, but I think the defense is going to get them over the line. I'm not sure if Quiddy Pay is going to play. I think I've read this week that he might have a knock. But they can, they've got seriously considerable talent on all levels. DeForest Buckner, as I say, Quiddy Pay. Darius Leonard as well. Uh, and I, I realize I'm talking about the Colts here. Which Patriots are going to show up? Is it going to be is it going to be the Patriots where Mac hands it off? Is it going to be the Patriots where Mac throws it five to ten to seven to twelve yards with consistent, albeit positive passes, or will it be a Patriots team that goes out and tries to dominate the game from the start? What I think is going to happen is it's a primetime game. America's watching, Europe's watching, the world's watching. I think Bill's going to go in with a game plan, but I think Frank Reich is going to go in and the offense is going to wreck them, beat them up. I think it'll be a close game though. I'm taking the Colts. In an upset win, 27 to 24. Uh, and I'm really excited for this game. Hopefully that happens. Uh, and if that does happen, I'll be good enough to get there. It was 375 euro to fly to Indianapolis. So no, I'm not doing it. Good. Two and two. Yeah. 
two and two. I think I think that tells you how tight the this game could be. They're very. I will say, tighter than the Calvin Mon column. Tighter than the Calvin Mon. There, there are very few teams that beat up on Bill Belichick teams. The Colts can absolutely win, and I can definitely see a, a path to to that. You know, um, you've outlined and Brian outlined some of the the players they have, and and Pittman has really come on and and made himself a, a kind of a, a great uh, weapon there for Wentz. That's what makes this kind of su- such an in- intriguing battle. But if the if the Patriots do get this win, it you know you would uh, you would definitely say their their stranglehold on the the East will will tighten. And I'm sure that Bill would like to get that sorted before the the Bills roll into town. It's a significant weekend in the AFC. I mean, like, you look at the, the weekends that we've have gone by. I don't think we can look at a weekend where so many big games, you know, we touched on it with BJ on the show on Thursday night around the fact that the Chiefs are playing Thursday night and in a way they have the leg up, you know, you know, or the Chargers in defence, as you say, we're recording no wins, so we're not entirely sure who wins that game, but whoever wins that game will sit back, relax and look at this game in the weekend and obviously then on Sunday you have the Titans who was to beat the Jags last week, didn't look overly impressive, they only put 20 points up, it's clear now that you can see the offence is missing Derrick Henry badly and they're going to go up against the Steelers who the Steelers are the Steelers, even when they're struggling. Like two weeks ago, we didn't think they'd beat the Ravens. They did. They came back last week in, in against the Vikings when they were 29-0 down with six minutes to go in the, in the short quarter. So they'll certainly give the Titans a game. It's a big weekend in terms of who goes and secures that number one seed. Mac Jones, statistically, when he's on the road, apart from the Houston, well, apart from, I had, I had it in my head, boys. He hasn't got over 250 yards passing on the road this season. Now, just to confirm I've got that correct, he hasn't. He'll be on he the hasn't. under, so. Be on the under, boys. If you are watching, thanks to Matchbook as well, put that in a different segment as well this week on the Sunday show. He hasn't, uh, but I'm looking at that Tampa Bay game. I'm looking at the Dallas game they had within two weeks of each other. Uh, 31 for 40 in terms of completions in Tampa Bay, 15-21 against Dallas, uh, albeit the Patriots lost both games and they have came back. 275 yards passing against Tampa Bay, albeit they lost. You'd be looking. He'd need to try and replicate that. And in a game, Brian, where the, the atmosphere in, in Lucas Oil will be electric. And Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, the night game. Um, I was just I was looking through, because this game really fascinates me, and I think everybody's really looking forward to it. And I was looking through the games today in terms of when the Patriots have gone up against explosive offenses this season, you know, and the only game I know with the, the Bucks game, and, and I spoke to Colin about this, Colin made a very valid point. You could kind of dismiss that Bucks game because of the enormity of the situation with Brady coming back to Foxborough and everything that played into that game. But the, when, the last time I think they played against a team who was a really, really good offense this season, it was the Cowboys in Foxborough, and the Cowboys put up a lot of points on them. The other games, I know the Bills are good, and we might see that from the next week in Foxborough, but that game two weeks ago is a write off, you know, in terms of how the game played out. So it'll be interesting once the defense has been really good. We know it's, it's got better this season. It'll be interesting to see how they can play against a really strong offense that the Colts have. Any final words, Colin? Are you, are you speechless after talking to Potty and just having a great show? Well, I, I'm, to be honest, at the time we're recording this on Wednesday night, I'm wondering, am I going to wake up on Thursday morning and is Urban Meyer going to be in a job? Because I would imagine 
that as we speak, the Jaguars lawyers are going through that contract to see uh, for, you know, and our viewers will will know at that point. But um, if if the clock is ticking on anyone's NFL career, it is Urban Myers. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's see what happens there. A couple of great games on Saturday. Hope you enjoy the games. Um, our start times this weekend are a bit stagnated. We've, we're, we're going out with our week 15 show a bit earlier on the Saturday. So it should be all online now. You can listen to it on the podcast. Thanks to Trust Gaming. Thanks to Matchbook. Uh, and thanks to Polly for coming on. Brian, good to have a uh, uh, couple of all-stars in carry there. And, and great to have Polly on as well. And I'm sure we'll get a few more dubs on eventually this year for Dublin GA. But uh, appreciate that there, boys. Enjoy the games on Saturday. And uh, get a few dubs on and tell them to bring their medals and we can hang them over their shoulders and they'll, they'll all look like Mr. T, but it'll be great. <laughs> on that note, enjoy the games, folks. See you later. Good night.